Hey guys, and welcome back to FTK Q&A Session 23. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. How are you? Good. Beautiful day, isn't it? It's uh, it's amazing in the studio. It's a lot uh, easier. A lot of people out at the uh, 8 Miles Run. You yeah. went to? Went, went to that this morning. Huge turnout. George Wintle doing fantastic stuff there with the hospitality. Um, yeah, all the hospital workers. It's great. I was actually saying to, to Jack, because um, yeah, Jack Rayner was there, and we were, and my sister was there, and I said, "Oh, it's funny um, now, you know, being I'm 28, and it's like, you know, we were in our mid, like mid to late 20s, and it's just like so many people are like wanting to run. It's like a thing. Yeah, you're going. It's not back 10 years ago when I was 18. It's like we were fucking losers. We were losers, <laughs> right? Yeah. And now everyone's going, oh, hey, oh, yeah, eight miles. I'll go to that. Yeah, it's cool. It's like cool to be healthy and fit. Better for us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's why we have three million subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, talking about subscribers, if you haven't uh, subscribed to The Blue Line, please do. Theblueline.substack.com. Still waiting on that it, domain. It to kills you, doesn't it? <laughs> it really kills me. But um, yeah, big things coming. <laughs> <laughs> very soon, very soon. They're coming. They're All right, let's kick straight off. We had a uh, yeah pretty long Q&A session last week, which was good. So let's see, uh, let's see how we go this week. Um, plenty of good questions. Plenty <laughs> <laughs> All right, kicking us off. Maggie Maggie Lastukin, what do you fuel with during your long runs slash races? I've tried a bit of everything, to be honest. Um, I Popcorn? Yeah, no, not <laughs> popcorn. But yeah, so I'm, I'm using Morton at the moment. Um, been, I, so I didn't use that for a little bit. When I was having these stitch problems, I thought, they thought maybe it's just the car, the amount of carbs I was trying to intake. Yeah. So reduced it. I was looking at this the other day when I ran um, uh, Melbourne. I did it on like such low carbs. Yeah. Like twenty grams an hour, which is like nothing. And now I'm up closer to eighty. It is really a train. You're training your stomach, right? Yeah. Like if so you go back to that Jess Rothwell yeah. interview, which is probably you know one of the most listened to Q and A sessions we ever had. Um, it's yeah. She just talks about how you have to. It's it's you're training your stomach. It takes time. Yeah. So Je- Jess has always tried to kind of drill that into me. Like you need to practice it, and I and I would practice it like a couple of times a week. Yeah. I would uh, like maybe my my long session and my long run be doing it, and then I met with the Morton guy before London, and he's like, you need to do it way more. He's like, every run you should really? be doing it. Yeah. He's yeah. like he's like like if you do an hour run take a drink with you and every 15 minutes. I don't wow. know. It's like, it's so impractical though, but mm, to do it that. It is impractical. And he said in a, yeah, in a. You're going to get your stitch problem back worse because you're moving your drink bottle up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said for a long run, because in a long run, I'm like, how the hell do I run two and a half hours, take enough to have it every like 5K or, or 15 minutes. Yeah. And he said, he said, yeah, you just got to do it. He yeah. like, just work out a Stop way. Stop thinking of ways not yeah, to do it. Yeah, exactly. Think of just way work to do out it. How, and, I remember I spoke to his dietitian. And he's like, "Could you run with a fuel bell?" And I'm like, "Nah, I can't run with a fuel bell." <laughs> Why? Ah, like, uh, jolly me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I for a while I was running. I would run 90 minutes, and then I would start doing a, a gel every like 20 minutes yeah. or, or a drink. Um, but he's like, "Nah, you should just practice really doing it, and especially for those long runs because it literally trains your body for the amount of time yeah. to have." A bit of fuel every fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, and he said even try to have more fuel than you would have as well. So, 
um, I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's something that I definitely have been nervous about because I've never got that deep. As I said, I've said this before, I think I've got like six weeks into a marathon block before when then London got cancelled and then it was like stopped. Um, This is, you know, during COVID. But yeah, it's something that I reckon I'm going to be struggle with is like getting food down because I, you know, I get sore, sore tum tum. <laughs> Mom, come sick, pick me up. Sicky's <laughs> tum tum. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it'll be interesting. But I know definitely, like you know, fueling is is so important um, in training. Depending on how you want to, what you want to get out of it. Like if you're trying to practice fuel depletion and stuff, like that's fair enough. But I've taken gels, like you know, in long like caffeine gels and stuff in long runs. When I was doing those two hour runs with smack and stuff, and you, yeah, you have it, and it's just like. Five minute delay and then boom! It just feels like you got the nos. Like you yeah, need the yeah. speed. <laughs> yes, you're like pressing the nos in. <laughs> Very delayed. Yeah, yeah. nos is usually instant. True. But, um, yeah, I think she said like if you do it for a couple of weeks, pretty hard. You like get better at it really quick. Yeah. So it only takes two or three weeks before you start uh, like training your stomach. So um, yeah, something I want to try to do more for this one. Yeah, for this one and. Uh, and one thing Jess was even trying to get me to do was eat like some like spring rolls or dim sims right before my afternoon run. Wow. And because it's like something your body really finds hard to process. Yeah. So you have that and then your body's learning to process things that are hard. That's interesting. So then when you're having carbs, it's a, it's a lot easier. But Worst stitch I ever got in my entire uh, athletic life was when I was like in year seven and I was training under Tom Kelly at Doncaster Athletics um, Club and I – would have finished school at like, I was in year seven, so I would have finished school at like 3.30, came home, at like I was at home at like 4.30 and ate like two or three packets of mee goreng and then started my hard track session on Tuesday uh, like 30 minutes later. Yeah. And it, it, I couldn't finish the session. I had such a bad stitch. But I suppose if you do that for like three months oh, yeah, and you run a fast marathon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like coming over from school and I would eat like ice cream and yogurt and then go and do like a hill session <laughs> and, just, and be like in so much pain and not realizing why. But yeah. Um, anyway, from uh, Benji Daniel, when is Joel coming back on Strava that people want to see? <laughs> I've thought about this. Had a few people ask me this. Um I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to come back. I think it's uh, well. I'm, all my runs are going on Strava. They're just, it's, um, it's private. So no one can see it. Um, but when I'm going back to public Strava, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe at Falls Creek, I might might do it. See if was uh, there, what was the reason you went off? Uh, it's just a distraction. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely one of those things. Like if I feel tired and I want to run slow or whatever, and I like a lot, like a real slow long run. It was just definitely. It was like caught in this. You know, I remember that. The you know I I posted something and it was like people were coming like the king is back and all that and I was like what a fucking you know I know they were just taking the piss but I mean it's just still it's just not a dist- it's just a distraction I don't need yeah but, I think it's easier caught up in, in yeah Shrava, you definitely so. have caught up in it yeah no, I mean. I'll tell you who's the person that gets caught up in the most Jack without a doubt yeah he he's pretty much yeah if his Strava got taken down it's yeah like, he's not posting at the moment though isn't he nah uh, I I think because he's Running less K, so he's embarrassed about it. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah. So he'd rather like, fake being injured. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely something Jack would do. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is one of the f- most funny written questions from Asorel. Have either of you geriatrics tried hot yoga for your ailing bodies and breathing <laughs> slash stitch issue? Um, 
That's a bit mean. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> Come on, geriatric. It's like, yeah, have, I, either, uh, have either of you geriatric fucks trying? To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, is my answer. Um, um, no. Yeah, we we definitely did do. You know, Brett and I did a bunch of yoga together in lockdown. Um, were we doing the podcast then? I don't think we were. No, nah, nah. That was that was like well the before. Year, well before. Yeah, but we had um, Ryan Mannix was our yoga instructor. And we've been saying that we're getting him on the yeah, expert yeah. Q and A for ages, and we keep. He keeps not replying back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's his problem, not ours. Um, but no, he's such a good teacher, and we yeah we sort of learnt yoga together, right? It was the first time you'd done it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, um, and and that that front room in Richmond when the sun's shone through, it got pretty warm. It got pretty warm. warm yeah. So I'm going to claim that. Well, yeah, I did do. Yeah, day. I started doing it, and I was in a uh, quarantine in um in Brisbane. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No one. Uh, Why are you bringing up? Why are you bringing up the quarantine again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the people got what they want. The photo got posted. <laughs> My um, inbox has been blown up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is something interesting. I think yoga definitely has its place um, for for you know our geriatric <laughs> ailing bodies, um, but I think hot yoga you would have to be careful. You know, especially with like dehydration and stuff when we're training, you know, if you're in yeah. full endurance training to running BKs and then you're adding in another sort of, um, you know, hot yoga, got to make sure you're, you're really hydrated and stuff. Yeah. I I, well, I did a big day of training yesterday. I went session, Pilates, went to the gym, did a couple of rehab things. Yeah. Run, sauna. Oh, you did sauna at the end? So, yeah. So I've been doing sauna. So you have been. Okay. Well, that's sort of similar. It's sort of similar. Yeah. But uh, I haven't tried it. I just like doing it. I'm not really doing it for my breathing so stish issues. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, next one from Tuan Prompers. How does time away from home, slash camp slash racing, affect you, especially with short notice? Why don't we pretend I just asked you that because you're away a lot longer yeah. than I am. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's there's good and bad parts about it. Yeah. Like at the same time, when like I'm not living in an office doing that kind of job, like I get to go live wherever I like live overseas or, or be on training camps and live a pretty cruisy life. So, but yeah, there's obviously times when you've been away for ages and you're like, oh, I just wish I was not living in a suitcase. I was just sure. at my home and just settled for a little bit. What does suck is when you kind of been overseas for a while, come home and then go, go. here for like a month and it's like now to a training camp to Falls and yeah, yeah, which sucks. So, but that's why you've avoided Falls Creek this yeah, time around avoided for a while, but yeah, I definitely I, think it, it is grass is greener. Like when I, I traveled heaps when I was, you know, young, I lived overseas for like four months every year for like four years. And then I remember thinking quite a lot back then, oh, you know, geez, it's like, yeah, I loved what I was doing for sure. But I was like, oh, geez, I travel so much. And we would travel like to races heaps, you know, probably more than runners did, I suppose. I don't know. Um, and then now I very rarely travel and especially, you know, with COVID and stuff. Um, and I would like to travel more. But yeah. for me to do that, got to get faster. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Kale Bowd, ever tempted to crush out a few 50-kilometer runs during a marathon prep to see how the body responds? Um, I've done a 45K run. Not really just, yeah, I don't know. I like, uh, Yeah, I think there is something about that, like doing over distance. Mm. Especially, um, but he has said a few there. So that's yeah, a minimum of three. I don't three. think you can do that. That's quite a lot. That. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I do think there is something running a bit longer than the marathon, but it just it is such a high risk as well. I think I think if you do fifty k, you can just really uh, 
ruin your body for a, a week or so. So I think it's get... just the way that that question's phrased. Um, you know, ever tempted to crush out a few just to see how the body responds? It's sort of like if I was in a marathon block, you know, I'd want my coach to you know we have a plan to follow yeah, rather yeah. than just like throwing stuff just to see what happens. Exactly. And it's like it's like oh. You, you did three 50k runs and you in broke the, down the, and you broke <laughs> yeah. down oh well we saw what happened yeah. you're no longer in that marathon um yeah it's it's certainly not the time to just be like throwing stuff to see what happens i reckon yeah you know more far more about that than yeah. i yeah i don't don't think you should do a few of them either yeah Un- unless you yeah. not not when you get ready for a marathon definitely yeah um earl gray no milk how fast could you do a bmr have you ever done a bmr i have never done a bmr <sighs> nah i have terrible You'd bad? Well, you can't. Well, you, you're pretty bad at drinking beer too. So, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not much response there. I, uh, I, so I'm, I would just throw up like yeah. so quickly. So you, for I know most listeners would would know what a BMR is, but can you explain exactly the? Yeah. So you'd scull a beer. Yeah. Run four hundred. They have to be one standard drink. Yeah. Right? There's, there's a, all these rules about like the amount. Yeah. Whatever and. Uh, yeah, the amount of alcohol and, and all that. So, so scullaby at the you're standing on the mile start line. Yeah, scullaby. Yeah, and then you do that four times. So scullaby, so scullaby, run a lap. Scullaby, yeah. run a lap. Yeah, scullaby, run a lap. Scullaby, scullaby, run a lap. And that's it. And that's it. There's yeah. no scullaby. So it's no. only four beers. Four beers, four laps. Okay. Um, okay. Well, with that in mind, four oh five. It's uh, yeah, but I would just like throw up. Probably during nearly during the second beer, yeah. Like you just want to come up, and then, yeah. So if you throw up, you have to do one extra lap at the end, which just instantly just adds yeah. so, so much to your time. It, so it's like you really got it. You can't be. You're not going to be winning one if you throw up. No, but then so I remember like I've done a couple, but at my first couple I was like trying not to throw up, and I'd end up throwing up. So so I've spent <laughs> this like like minutes like trying not to throw up, taking ages to get this beer down, and I'm throwing up anyway. So then on my last one, which like I ran like 10 minutes, which is still not good, I then realized if I skull, if I just let myself throw up. Yeah. Then you're and then and I'm like, just, I'll back myself running. It's like a yeah. 70 second lap. I'm doing a 2K. Like, yeah. I, it's, like, <laughs> it's like everyone, you're lining up and you're going, I'm doing five laps today. Yeah. yeah I knew I was. And then, because, <laughs> and then once you start throwing up and you still keep drinking, it's like every little bit of, Fluid that goes in, you come straight back out. She's like, look, 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 look. <laughs> what is the? Um, do you know what the BMR world record is? Oh, it's ridiculous. Like it's wa- it's way under four minute k. Sorry, oh. it's way under four minute mile. Right, like the actual pay the running pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like does sixty second. Uh, it's under. It's like it's under four minute yeah, yeah, mile. Yeah, yeah. It would be something like four thirty or something. So you're yeah, pretty much so running like say a four minute mile and drinking each beer in like under ten seconds. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, Josh, uh, what's his? Oh, geez, what's are you doing? A B reel in the middle of <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> B reel in the middle of uh, middle of recording. That's hilarious. Um, new to B reel, aren't we? Very new. And we that's love that. It. If we go back to uh, being called geriatrics, I think that fits, <laughs> yeah. quite, that fits quite well. Um, yeah, sorry, I've totally blanked on. Uh, Josh's name from Tasmania. Harris. Josh Harris. Sorry, Josh. I, I would know remember your name, but Brett had his camera out facing me while I was saying that, so things got a little bit weird. Um, but he he's quite good, and I know he's really good. Yeah. Back when I was like young, people would say that he would go to training with a six pack of beers. I know. I think yeah. Is that a bit of a old wise? No, tale? no. I think it's I think it's actually pretty serious. He would like 
finish a run and, yeah, and drink beers and you're just like, mate, surely you should uh, just be focusing on your, on your running now. Because he was actually a good runner. He went to world champ. I think he ran like 216. Um, anyway, next one from uh, Tess X. How do you work through bad patches in a race, mentally or physically? That's Tess, my uh, my athlete. I coach her. Um, so hello, Tess. I think uh, it's yeah. You, we'll have to answer these in separately, um, f- but they do sort of tie in definitely. Um, physically, I think if you have a bad patch, you really just try. Like when you feel awful, and I, I suppose the longer races we do, the more these happen. So like for me, I've never done a marathon, but I've done quite a few halves. And yeah, you'll go through patches, interesting patches. And I try and say this to my athletes, but you know, like 12, you might feel really good the first 10K and then 10 to 12K, you're thinking, how the fuck am I going to, you know, do this? It'll pass. Those bad patches do pass unless sometimes they don't and you just have a total shocker. Um, and that's racing, but you can't let the mo. If you feel bad and you have that voice inside your head going, "Oh, it's not my day today," then you're just throwing away the opportunity to run well. Um, so definitely learning how. The more you race, the more you sort of understand this. Like we're obviously quite experienced racers compared to say a recreational runner that's new to it. Um, but you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable positions in races where you do like the best learning experience I would say is doing a race. And, you know, it could be a 10K race and from like 7 to to, not, seven to 8K, you feel like complete shit and then you just don't give up and you push and you run an amazing time. So then the next time you race, you know that, hey, I might feel bad, but it's not going to affect my overall performance. I think for me, the best example when I've done it is uh, at London when I had 16K of both physical and mental yeah. bad patches where... I'm getting this problem in my stitch and then mentally I'm like starting to lose it because I'm starting to panic. Um, so what I try to do is like really distract myself. So like thinking about my form yeah. and just like my arm swing and like if I'm just doing the like correct position, whatever, like making sure my leg swing is like perfect. So if you kind of take your focus off what's bad in mentally or physically and put on something else, yeah. I find that's just the easiest way to kind of distract yourself. Um, and then like... Yeah, when I'm in a race, like I try to look at things that are around as well, and like if I see someone in the crowd or or just like <laughs> but just like random things, and just kind of think about that for a little bit. Yeah, and then then think about the next thing. Um, I like think it's I don't think like, like you've got to have that in a marathon, for example. But if we have Peter Bowl in and he's he like oh, in for my that, 800 yeah. in the Olympic final, I'm looking at someone in the crowd and thinking it's like you know yeah. he's missing well, moves. Like stuff. I've seen this thing about Morgan Mitchell, how she. Uh, breaks the 800 down into 200 meter segments first 200 meters like so i think she's focused on like getting out and whatever and then the back straight then the next 200 is like focus on what her like foot strike is doing yeah and then the next one's like what her knee drive's doing yeah and then the last one's like what her arms are doing like that last time when she's trying to pump so it's like you're just giving your mind some Steps. kind of yeah. yeah focus for each little segment um which you can do, yeah, like do that for longer segments or whatever. But it yeah, also, a marathon I find you need to distract yourself a little bit too. It, as long it is as you, relative too though because yeah. if I, it's easy for me to say on oh, 800, um, oh, it's like super, you know, oh, it's super quick and they don't have time to. It's like no, it actually feel, in their yeah, mind yeah. it's like a marathon, right? Yeah, for the yeah. amount of intensity they have to put, there's so much that can go wrong in two minutes yeah. or, you know, for, yeah. in Morgan's case. Um, but yeah, I suppose the marathon is probably, you know, yeah. you say. I find for us as well like – 
I think like we will always be able to keep, we're not going to get distracted and, and slow down. I'd be, some people do, they, they can kind of lose focus and then kind of just slow down. or, or then Which is like, exactly something I hope Tess doesn't mind me saying this. This is something she's battled with and I yeah, think that's okay. why she's asked this question. Um, but she's like, you know, super talented. She came 14th at the, at, ran a big PB at Melbourne half. Yeah. Um, but, you know, doing threshold sessions before that, uh, she was sort of struggling with, you know, like running around Albert Park Lake and say like, you know, a car might beep or something like that. And then it's like, oh, shit, you know, you get you get thrown off a little yeah. bit. So I think that that's practice as well. Yeah. So then you have that's, to like go, all right, now that that's thrown me off and yeah. whatever, you might get pissed off about that and then be like, no, all right, focus back on what I'm doing. Exactly. And like focus on your foot strike, yeah. whatever, your arms. It's like having a dog, it's, you know, a dog chase you in the middle of a session somewhere in, a, in the country or whatever. You know, I've had yeah. that before and you, it's easy to just go, oh, fuck, and like throw in the towel. Yeah. Or, well, like how, like how many times when you're having a bad session and then just like you just like getting pissed off and then yeah. you suck on worse and then you're just like, if I just focus on what I'm doing, I can pull yeah. this back together. You can always yeah. con- control. Yeah. Um, you know, and that happens in races too. Like that Box Hill race where I was off. I'll never, never forget when you I was coming around the thing and you were like, get, you just yelled out. Like you knew I was having a shocker and you just yeah. go, get something out of it. Yeah. You know, and there is something that, you know, something I got out of that, I suppose, was like not, I just kept trying to run hard to the end. Yeah. As bad as it was. Oh, because you could easily just go, oh, I'm fuck just going to jog it in just, now. Yeah, hate it, yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, I was in so much pain and I was running so slow, but I just kept pushing. And then that sort of, well, what you can take is that then, you know, my my next good race would have been like Launceston half or whatever, and it's like I was in pain and I was pushing, but I was running fast. Yeah, so it sort exactly. of like translates. Um, yeah, so that's hopefully that's answered anything, Tess. And if not, you can uh, contact me and I can <laughs> give you more yeah. answers. Um, Eli Baker, did young Brett know older Brett would run two oh nine? No, he thought he was going to run 206. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did always think I would run something like that because like one of my life goals when I was young was to run like sub 60 for a half marathon. Like I don't even know where I pulled it. Was it really? From. Yeah. You I just there was just like before. one kind of goal I had and that was like that and I thought I would run a good marathon so as well. What, what are you still doing in the sport? You've done, yeah, the, I know, you've done yeah. the sub 60, you're good marathon, you run 209. I know. Retire, focus on Gretton House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what I do. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I yeah. I always thought I would run quicker, so hopefully I do run quicker. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Um, BT Demers, how much is too much super shoe use? Do people ever use them? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think if we say runners in general, recreational runners, absolutely. Um, I think we can split this answer up into you know recreational runners and professional runners. Definitely when uh, – so, yeah, f- to answer the recreational runners first off, without a doubt, people use them too much. I see people jogging in them all the time. And they feel the best. And they, they feel, feel the, the best, fastest, yeah. yeah. But it's like you don't want to train your body, especially if you're new to the sport and just starting out. You don't want to train your body to be just running in this super lightweight carbon plate shoe. Yeah, it's such a good feeling when you, you get out of your – normal heavy trainers yeah that you've done a long run in and run for yeah two hours in and then you get into a pair of super shoes and you're like all right now now i can go that next gear exactly and, and, and run faster so yeah um yeah it is kind of like i think it's like a mental thing as well i was like all right now it's race time now it's race time yeah. for sure yeah i suppose the second um you know way to address this question is for professional athletes um and i remember when i f- 
was, you know, when the super shoe thing starting out like a few years ago, uh, not every athlete would have them. Um, I was running in Brooks at the time. Um, I know you were running in Nike. You had the, the super shoes. And I uh, had said to you, I think I was training in, I had a pair of super shoes that I bought just to use for racing, but I wasn't using them for, in training. And you guys were using them in training. And I was like, oh, well, I think it's better to wear, you know, a heavier race flat. So I'd still have my heavy joggers for jogging. And then I have a heavier race flat for training and then keep the, um, keep the super shoe for race day. And I'm like, I think that's better because as you said, it makes that big jump up on race day. And I remember you said, well, isn't it better to get your body used to what you're training in race day? And that's like the super shoe. Yeah. So you're going to race in the super shoe. So why, if it's going to make you faster in training, wouldn't it be better to get used to your body running faster in training? Yeah. There's two, there's definitely, right. It's like when you're running fast and trying to do like a race specific thing, like that that is race specific. So getting those kind of, um, so running fast and, and the faster you're running, then then it's more relevant. But I also think it's you recover a lot better with it as well. Yeah. So with the super shoes, but I don't think you need to the recovery benefits from a in a uh, easy easy run. easy run. No, you're right, and it's yeah, it's definitely. So I think yeah, recreational runners use them too much. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's no well even um, what's his? I've been blanking names a lot today. Fastest runner, Norwegian, tattoos. Inga Britson, Jakob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny name to forget. Um, he got asked about super shoes and it's like, do you train? And he's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Train in them all the time, yeah. pretty much. Like all his hard workouts, he's doing them in super shoes. There's just no point saving them for, you know. So there you go. That's the uh, end of Q&A session 23. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just choked up a little bit. <laughs> sad, sad that we're wrapping up. Oh, that's funny. Thanks, guys. See you next week.